Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This program is part of the Devil's Mark Podcast Network, the official podcast network of Shadow Path Diabolism. This is the Dark Illumination Report podcast for Saturday, September 12th, 2020. And on today's episode, I'm going to be answering quite a few questions from Esther. So let's get into it. This is the Dark Illumination Report podcast, the official podcast of Shadow Path Diabolism, your daily dose of Diabolonian philosophy to inspire you on your journey down the crooked shadow path. Here's your host, R.J. Womack, Brother Nero. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, R.J. Womack, a.k.a. Brother Nero, and this is the Dark Illumination Report podcast, the podcast where we promote the religious worship of Satan and demons as a serious faith and way of life, and we try to help our fellow diabolists on their journey down the crooked shadow path. Now, as I said, I'm going to be answering questions from Esther today because she's asked a lot of questions that I've already answered in other episodes, but I don't feel it does any harm to answer questions over again, because I might add a little more information or a little bit different perspective when I answer them for someone else. So if you've already heard these answers or you already know them, I apologize. But as I said, I think there's an important point to repeat some of these answers because they're very common and people ask them quite a bit. Now, the first question she asked me was, she said, you know, I got a sigil for Lucifer and you said these sigils weren't created by people who worship Satan, that's true. It's likely that they were drawn by Catholic priests, because if you notice all the old grimoires, they seem to have an extensive knowledge of Catholic uh, belief systems and stuff. And the average person, the average common person in the Middle Ages, during the time when these um, grimoires were written, were not literate, or a good percentage of them were not literate. So, um there's no way they would have known the Catholic rituals that way unless they were Catholic priests. So it's likely that the sigils and many of the rituals written in books like Goetia were written by Catholics. That's one of the reasons why I always found it funny when um, theistic Satanists talk about, well, I'm a real Satanist, I follow the grimoires. So you follow a bunch of Christians and what Christians say about Satanists, and that makes you a genuine 110% true devil worshiper, does it? That's good to know that you let Christians define your religion for you. Anyway, but but the point I'm trying to make here is that it doesn't matter what their intention was for the sigil. Those sigils have been used for so long, and they've been honored by so many people who actually believe in the demons, that I think it matters more about your uh, intentions, uh, you know, what you feel and what you bring to the table and your devotion. So I don't think it's a problem. And the second question you asked me, is it all right to 
worship other gods and goddesses from other pantheons and be a shadow path diabolist. Yes, it is. And in fact, I regard Hecate as the mother goddess of, of our tradition. Um, I don't require that anybody follow a, a um, goddesses or anything. I don't require anything like that. Our tradition doesn't. I will admit that it's primarily focused on Satan. It is polytheistic, but our main focus is on the devil, the horned god, Satan, Lucifer. You know, that's that's our main focus. And all the other gods and all the other demons and all the other goddesses and stuff like that, they're respected, they're honored, but our focus is on Satan himself. But there is no problem whatsoever with you worshiping the other gods or goddesses if you so choose. And at least not in my opinion. And like I said in the previous episode, if Satan has an issue with it, he'll let you know. In fact, I worship with Hecate and I work with Hela. And I have also worked a little bit with Freya, although I haven't been working with them very long. It's just that I feel that they deserve respect and they deserve to be honored. And as I said, I've always considered myself somewhat of a heathen, even though I never knew what that word meant until recently. I've always considered myself somewhat of an Odinist. I consider Satan and Odin to be the same deity in many ways. Uh, I know a lot of heathens would disagree with that and probably not like that, but I don't really care. I don't really care what other people say. And that's another thing about shadow path diabolism. We are not going to allow ourselves to be defined by other occultists and other traditions. We're not going to allow people to influence our practices we're going to do whatever we want to do, however we want to do it. And we encourage our, our followers to practice whatever they feel right is right in their heart and whatever they feel is appropriate for them. And as long as they don't disrespect the demons or disrespect Satan in the process, we don't care what you do. As we've said, we have a non-interference policy. We believe that each and every person, their relationship with Satan is between them and Satan and what they do and how they choose to honor him is up to them. It's one of the reasons why we have an open policy towards different lifestyles. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to us whether you're gay or straight or bi, or you're in a polyamorous relationship, or you're in a BDSM relationship, or you're in an MS relationship. Whatever you're into is okay with us, because in our religion, in our tradition, in our belief system, Satan is okay with these things. And Whatever you do, whatever relationships you're into is between you, him, and your partner, right? So let's say, you know, if, you, if you're somebody who wants to be, you know, live a lifestyle where you're in complete submission to a dominatrix, that's cool. We don't have a problem with that. That's your choice. If you're a woman who wants to be um, dominated by a man and be a female slave, we're fine with that. But if you want to be just an average person, having a, um, you know, just a normal monogamous relationship and with your partner, with your husband, wife, whatever, then that's fine too. It's between you and Satan. It has nothing to do with us. Your life is your business. Your practices are your business. The shadow path diabolism tradition is just, it's a framework. It's a, a set of practices, a set of beliefs. And, and we try to be as open as we can about how people can practice because we're not trying to dictate to you how to live your life. We're just trying to make sure that we encourage you to devote yourself to the gods and goddesses, the demonic gods and goddesses. You have to understand when I say demonic gods and goddesses, 
I use the term demonic gods and goddesses and gods and goddesses to mean the same entities. I don't see any difference between those things. I just use the term demonic gods to make sure that the people who are listening realize that I do think they are the gods that we associate with demons. And you also have to realize, too, that the word demon only means enlightened being. It means a superior being or an enlightened, a wise entity. It does not mean the Christian concept of these creatures that growl and hiss and and are just vicious. It doesn't mean that. The original term comes from ancient Greece, and it means an enlightened being, a guardian spirit. It doesn't mean evil, you know? So you have to understand that we're trying to go back to, as I said in previous episodes, to the ancient pagan ideas of the demons, not the Christian idea of the demons. Now, are we going to be able to divorce ourselves from all the Christian ideas? Are we ashamed to call him the devil, to call him Satan, Lucifer? No, we're not. We have we don't run away from the tag of, you know, calling him the devil or saying that we worship Satan. We're just saying that we see him as a God that is superior to the straw man that Christianity has created, if you will. So I just want to make that clear. Okay. And then the other thing I want to say too, regarding your other question is what offerings are appropriate? Well, again, going back to ancient pagan beliefs, there were um, offerings of food, wine. Um, there were offerings of animal sacrifice. There were offerings of other sacrifices. There were sex offerings. There were It's whatever offerings are appropriate for you and appropriate for your stage and your relationship. So if Right now, at this point, it's not appropriate for you to do blood sacrifice, then don't do blood sacrifice. If it's not appropriate for you and your personal beliefs and your moral code to do sexual offerings, don't do sexual offerings. Now, as you become more involved in the tradition or as you become more connected with the demonic, your position on some of these issues may change. I don't know. It depends on what Satan expects of you or what you, you and Satan come to an agreement on. I don't know or what the demons expect of you. It's up to them. See, this is the thing. This is another thing I want to be very clear about. One of the reasons why I say a shadow path diabolist minister's job is to be an advisor, is to be a counselor. It's to be a minister, not somebody who sets arbitrary rules. We are not, we are not trying to put ourselves in the position of being Satan. We are not trying to put ourselves in the position of being the gods. We are just trying to give you advice based on experiences we've had, based on things that have happened to us, and we're trying to help you along the path. We're not trying to substitute ourselves for Satan. And in fact, I want to bring something else up too about the way that I particularly regard ministry and the way that I regard ministry within this, this ministry, within this tradition. You know, the priesthood is supposed to help the community. They're supposed to represent the community uh, on behalf, you know, they're supposed to be representatives of their community to the gods. They're supposed to help and make offerings on behalf of them, pray on behalf of their community, protect their community. That's our job to look after Satan's children, you know, and it's about service. It's not about people worshiping the priest or priestess in the position, uh, you know, in the position of Satan. It's not about some deification of the priesthood. You are servants of the gods, you are servants of the people, and you're trying to help them, and you're trying to guide them. 
You're not trying to be a dictator or some kind of cult figure. That's why when people say, oh, it's all about starting a cult. Well, for some people it may be, but not for me. In fact, if, if you talk to anybody who knows me, they will tell you that one of the things I cannot stand is people that have a cult mentality, people that act like they're Jim Jones or David Koresh or something like that. You know, I hate that because that's not what Satan's about. He's about personal freedom, personal autonomy, and your relationship should be with him and about him and not you should never put your focus on somebody else, another human being. Another human being is not Satan. They may be acting in the role of priesthood, but they are not him. They are not divine. They are not the gods. And they should never be elevated to be equal to the gods. And they should never be dictating to you how to live your life and how your relationship with the gods should be. This idea of somebody being the supreme leader that's going to dictate all the rules to the coven, that is just nonsense. It's just total nonsense. And the other thing, too, I want to point this out, too, and it's something that's very important to me because I've seen a lot of people do this in covens, and it's wrong. When, when you use the term high priest or high priestess, it means something. It's not just a generic term for anybody who's a priest or priestess, right? In ancient cultures, there was only one high priest and one high priest, uh, one high priest and one high priestess of a religion. There was only one, right? And they were the senior priest or priestess of a particular tradition. And they were the ones that supervised the other priesthood and gave them their duties. And, and the priest and priestess, the high priest and high priestess were usually the ones that made the offerings on behalf of the community. They would give large animals like goats or bulls or whatever, and they would be responsible for doing the offerings on the festivals on behalf of the community to the gods. There weren't five high priestesses. There weren't 10 or 15 high priests. And when you see satanic groups that you know, have like 30 high priests and 30 high priestesses on their message boards. They don't even understand the basic concept of what a high priest or high priestess is. They're so ignorant of pagan religion and religious traditions that they're too stupid to even know they're wrong. That, that, that term does not mean what they think it means. There is only one high priest. There is only one high priestess in any given tradition because they are the senior priesthood, and it is believed that they answer directly to the gods if there's a mistake made in the gods' name. They are the ones who have to answer for the community if the community is not being led properly. That's what the office of a high priest and high priestess is. They're the ones that ha actively have to answer to the gods and usually receive the worst punishment if something goes wrong, if the members of the community are mistreated or misled or misguided by a priest or priestess, they're the ones that usually get the wrath of the gods. And that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it worked. But these people are so ill-educated in religious history, religious principles, that they don't even know this stuff. And the other thing I want to mention, too, also, because I know you're probably thinking this, Esther, at some point, or some of you are, the idea that Christianity created the Mass, or the Eucharist, or baptismal bathing, or anything like that, is just stupid. You know, the ancient Egyptians had baptismal-type bathing that they would do, oblations and things that they would do before they would go into the Holy of the Holies, where the gods were. And that's another thing. 
Holy of Holies is not something that was created by the Jewish faith. The Holy of Holies, they, they had a Holy of Holies in most temples in ancient Samaria, in ancient Egypt, in ancient Egypt. They had places where only the senior priest, the high priest, was able to go, or the high priestess, because that was the sacred space where the gods were said to dwell, okay? So this is what I'm trying to explain to you. All of these things that people think Christianity created or Judaism created, they were there before these religions even existed. And these people who are supposed to be such great occultists with such great education will sit there and tell you, well, if you pray, if you kneel at Satan's altar, you're committing some kind of sin against the God because, because you know, Christians created prayer. No, they didn't. You, If you worship a statue, you're trying to be like this or that. You're trying to be like the Catholics. No, that's an ancient practice as well. If you do some kind of ritual bathing, you're somehow committing some act of sin against Satan. But no, the ancient Egyptians did it. The ancient Greeks did it. The ancient Mesopotamians did it. But of course, since they're so such knowledgeable occultists and since they're so much smarter than us devil worshipers, they would know that, right? But why don't they know that? Because they're stupid. They're liars. They pretend to be these great knowledgeable occultists when they're ignorant as shit. Okay? So don't think that just because somebody says they're they're an adept or they're a priest or priestess, don't think they know what they're talking about just because they have some title. Because most of the time, they don't know shit. I know I've been going on a rant here lately over the last few episodes, but it's only because I'm so sick of this fake stuff. And if you're as sick of it as I am, I hope you'll help me start this ministry. I hope you'll volunteer. I hope you will help me change the face of Satanism, diabolism. I hope you will help me to create a place where people can actually come that are actually serious about their religion, that are actually serious about devoting themselves to Satan and the demons, and actually want to see a generational tradition of diabolism be created. All right? Take care, guys. I hope it helps, and I hope I haven't ranted too much, and I hope I haven't been bitching too much, but it's just that I get frustrated, and there are so many times when I hold back my anger on this podcast, and I hold back my true emotions because I don't want to come across as, as you know, ranting all the time, and I don't want to come across as bitching about everyone, but honestly, there are some things that you just have to go, I've had enough of this fake-ass shit, and I need to tell people what I really think. All right, that's it for today, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. If you would like to learn more about the shadow path diabolism tradition of occultism, go to rjwomack.com. That's rjwomack.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and support our message, tell a friend, leave us a review, and follow us on social media. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.